Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and the Insta, as the young ones like to call it. And listen to us on Anchor or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are out there for the podcast listening world and our tens of fans. Feel free to bring some more along if you'd like. We'd love to get to 20s of fans and you know, just to say something different every now and again, but so we are here. It is, wow. We're talking about week three recap here in the NFL, some good games, some, uh, clunkers, uh, low scoring affairs, probably not. If you think about the first two weeks and then this week, not, not quite the same, not all of the craziness uh that was the first two weeks but still some good games and obviously some compelling storylines to talk about but i'm not going to do this by myself i mean that would be boring and nobody would listen to me so i gotta bring lots in of my, fans yes then i'd be like yeah lots of fans exactly bring in my uh esteemed colleague mike to tag team along here mike how the heck are you uh, I'm doing good, Dave. Uh, you said some good games. I could only really find one on the scorecard here, but uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, happy to, you know, be talking to you, of course, and um, just I, I feel like overall for the NFL, none of the stars, none of the starters played in the preseason, if at all. A lot of right. them didn't even play at all. So right. the first two weeks. Everyone was kind of evenly matched as far as we're kind of working out the kinks and stuff. Yeah. And then this week three, I think we just saw the fatigue of all that. Like, you know, that's it's fair. Just, um, the, the bumps and bruises and soreness and all that stuff that they deal with all season. They didn't come into game one with. So uh, I, I think the quality overall will go up as we go forward here. But uh, you're right. There were some clunkers. The 425 game was terrible. The Sunday night game was terrible. The Monday night game, uh, although you're saying did a huge rating, um, wasn't aesthetically pleasing, I would guess, to non-giant, <laughs> non-cowgirl fans. But Aesthetically uh, pleasing. Mm. Let's go to the Wayback Machine before we get there, Dave, and go back to last Thursday uh, with the AFC North uh, bitter rivalry, the Steelers and the Cleveland Browns uh, on Thursday night. 29-17 win by the Cleveland Browns. Jacoby Brissett looking like a game manager and everything they wanted Baker Mayfield to be one day uh, and could never get him to do. Nick Chubb running all over the place on a Pittsburgh defense that's uh, clearly without T.J. Watt, no pass rush, and just struggling uh, on the defensive line in general. And so they got pushed around pretty decently by a very good Cleveland offensive line. And really the battle of the trenches led to the direct correlation to the scoreboard in this game. Overall for the Browns, 38 rushes for 171 yards and a touchdown. Um, that's pretty dominant in the modern NFL yes, game. They just, yeah. Uh, Amari Cooper had a nice game, you know, uh, also for the Browns. Uh, David Njoko continues to be a, a weapon at tight end, and that's all they needed against these Steelers, Dave. Um, no T.J. Watt, not a lot of wide receiver uh, separation. They have good receivers, but they never seem like everything is contested. Deontay Johnson should be getting some separation. He's just not. Um, 
Pickens, you know, he likes to, he's complaining already as a rookie that he's open. Uh, and he's not getting the ball while your quarterback's flat on his butt for three seconds by the time you're open, dude. You know, it's not, uh, it's not Trubisky's fault. I, I know they're calling for uh, Kenny Pickett and yeah. the small hands tour to come in, but uh, I, I don't know that I would bring him in if I were the Steelers. So what do you yeah, think? It's interesting. I'm trying to think now I heard, uh, I heard somewhere's on the radio this week. Somebody was talking to somebody. I know that's we'll really, that. really, really yeah, great information. Um, and basically saying that Mike Tomlin and the Steelers will not let the season get away from them. So mm-hmm. for example, uh, meaning what? Like if the Steelers lose again this week and they didn't give any parameters, but if the Steelers were to lose again this week and be one in three Mm -hmm. to me, that's the season kind of getting away from you after four games. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Kenny Pickett come in. Okay. So I think that was, that was the general gist that they're not going to let Trubisky, you know, even, and it's just not going to let the season get away. And right. Well, I mean, Maybe a mistake. They got the Jets this week, it looks like. Um, and then they have your Bills the following week. Yeah. Buccaneers with a great defense. Dolphins with a very good defense. Then the Eagles. And then a bye week. So I Ouch. I would almost say Trubisky through week nine. And then yeah, if you want to it... give them the bye, come out of the bye with the Saints, which are already beat up, might not be that big of a deal yeah. you know, going there. But the problem that's is... not uh, not an easy schedule for no. those. No, Steelers. it is not. I think the problem is you mentioned all those games. They could win the Jets game and lose all the rest of them. And then they're, you know, where yeah. they sit at then. They're like two and seven. Two and seven is the season away from you now. Oh, yes. it's gone. Oh, the standard yeah. is the standard, Mr. Tomlin. Yes, for yeah. sure. So it, that will be interesting to see um, sure. how that plays out. And I'm with you too. But the other piece is, well, Kenny Pickett, you get thrown into the fire playing all these, you know, all these tremendous teams. Um but you're yeah, right. I mean, They're all with really good. I mean, you're talking about looking at some of the top defenses in the league back to back to back weeks. That's right. challenging. Absolutely. And today's NFL, it's sink or swim early. And then Fisher cut bait with the, with the quarterback early. You know, the gone are the days of letting him sit behind a veteran, um, you know, and making a smooth transition like we saw with, you know, Five and Aaron Rodgers and those types of types of uh, quarterback changes. Steve Young behind Montana, um, just to make two obvious observations. But yeah. uh, that's just you know, n- there's no patience for that anymore in the NFL. Nope. So, uh, Dave, where do you want to go next on the oh. Week Three docket? Anything in the early games catch your attention? Colts, yeah, Colts and, Colts and Chiefs, yeah, you know. Uh, you really think, boy, the Colts were so bad. I mean, literally it was gloom and doom. You know, we go on and, you know, we're looking for coaches to get fired and Stevie covers and I are like, oh, it's going to be Frank Reich. And then what do the Colts do, Mike? They go out and beat the Chiefs, um, you know, in, 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 I think this was, yeah, this was their home opener because they had played two games on the road so far. Right. Um, right. Not a not a great game, Mike. Only two hundred fifty nine no. yards uh, from the Colts, but um, two Chiefs turnovers um, a bit key. They did hold the uh, time of possession, uh, Mike, by almost seven minutes. So Who did the Colts? Uh, the Colts did, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, they ran the ball. It wasn't 
exciting. You know, 21 for 71 for Taylor, uh, 27 for 82 as a team, three yard average exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not, you know, not exactly not very going good. in a time capsule, but good <laughs> enough, really good defense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and Matt Ryan was better, you know, 27 of 37, 222 yards, two touchdowns. Um, no interceptions. Dave, he really tried to give the game away in the third and fourth corner, and Kansas City dropped a few picks, um, but then made up, you know, the one pass when it counted, uh, and he was able to get that monkey off his back. Um, but yeah, very interesting game for sure. I thought it was the first game that the Chiefs missed Tyreek Hill the most that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, just no pop off the top, and that really good Colts defense could, you know, pack the box and, um, take care of not only the running game, but the screen game and Kelsey's little, you know, pop out of the backfield. He wasn't breaking tackles for, you know, yak um, in this game. So uh, great yeah. defensive job on the Colts. Yeah. You talked about them, uh, that Colt defense and uh, leading the way uh, with eight solo tackles and a tackle for loss was Syracuse university's own uh, Zaire Franklin. So good for him. Happy we got the plug in early. Very of course, there it is. Yeah, it's very cool. So he's 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 playing well here, and uh, that's good to see. Um, And it's good to see the Chiefs get taken down a notch. uh, Quite honestly, you know they they really. I I saw this and was like, they really should be one and two. Right. Um, You know they have not played very well outside of the first game. So these last two, um, they're lucky to be two and one, I guess is what I'm saying as far as the chiefs go. Um, it's amazing. I, like we say this every week, how Vegas knows more than everyone else. When this line came out, it was only four and a half, you know, the Colts getting four and a half. And it's like, shouldn't the chiefs be blowing these guys out? Oh, and two. And, and sure enough, they were right. It was going to be a tight game. And, uh, even the Colts won outright. So crazy. Yeah. Yep. No. So that was, you know, it was interesting again, not like super compelling, but you look right. at it, it's still, still a three point game uh, when you get down to the end of it. And that's, you know, from the NFL's perspective, that's, that's what they want. Close games. Yes. All parody all the time. Speaking of interesting, but not necessarily good. Um, the, Patriots and the Ravens, Dave, battled to a 37-26 win for the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson was on his – it was in his bag, as the kids say, uh, in this game. Uh, his box score is just ridiculous. 18 for 29, 218 yards, four touchdowns, uh, one interception, rushed for 11 yards and another 107 yards 11 attempts 107 yards and another touchdown yeah um just you know joystick domination on nintendo or xbox or whatever it is you play your video games but yeah lamar jackson throwing to nobody but mark andrews and a bunch of uh, rookies and has-beens and getting it done <laughs> and the patriots not getting it done dave uh the ghost of Devonte parker showed up Five for 156. Uh, how did he have 156 yards, no touchdowns? Crazy. Uh, he had a yeah. long, he had a 40 yard reception. Um, yeah. 
but probably the biggest story coming out of here is Mac Jones, who wasn't bad, 22 for 32, 321. Three interceptions. I say it wasn't bad. Three interceptions, right. Yeah. Uh, one of which was his, like, just blatantly bad throw, but the other two were tips and balls knocked around. Um, gets hit at the end of the game, Dave, and comes out that it's a high ankle sprain. But this picture emerges. I don't know if you've seen it or seen it made fun of on social media of him being carried to the locker room once he gets to the tunnel he's got four people carrying him and a grimace on his face like he got shot in the gut three times um and people are just giving a hard time for being a wimp because it's an ankle sprain (laughs) have you seen this have you participated in any of the chicane no i haven't seen it i have sprained my ankles and uh i can tell you that i did not need four people to carry me now mac jones a little bit bigger than me and whatnot. Um, you know, he's got he's got some friends there that can help him, but sure. Without seeing any of it, that seems to be a bit much. No, that was the opinion of the internet that day, and now it's you know the opinion being, of everyone. Right, right. <laughs> they don't even know who Mac Jones is. But really, for the Patriots, Dave, this brings up a, a bigger issue. So high ankle sprain. You you're talking six weeks probably. Um, maybe longer. Uh, and you look to their bench and they've got, you know, Brian Hoyer and Billy Zappi um, as backup quarterbacks. So they're yeah. going to run Hoyer out there. Um, yeah. This week against the Packers, that's a tough defense. Oh. Lions, eh. Browns, tough defense. Bears, decent defense. Jets, Colts. Then you get to their bye week in week 10. Um, so could be a real ugly road for the Patriots in their backup quarterback position. What do you think? Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would I would agree. I mean, Hoyer had, does have some experience, so it's not like he's never played in games and he's played in games in New England. Uh, but still, he's, he, you know, Mac Jones, certainly the future, definitely more talented. Uh, yeah, this is going to yeah. be a struggle. And I think, you know, the thing with the Patriots is they just, they don't do anything that, you know, gets you excited about anything. They don't have a lot of team speed. Um, it's just not a fun team to watch. No. Um, not that when they were good, they were a fun team to watch, but now they're really not, not fun to watch. <laughs> no, I agree. You know how close, though, Dave, uh, this is one of those sliding doors situations. We almost, if this happened a week or two before, could have had a Jimmy G reunion in New England that would have blown the roof off of that place that doesn't have a roof. It doesn't have uh, a roof, yeah. Yeah, out there. Um, but, you know, because of the situation, you know, in San Francisco, Jimmy G is not available. But this had happened, you know, week one of the NFL. You could have had a Jimmy G reunited and it feels so good. Um, but uh, I don't think there's anyone on the street or anybody, um, you know, available that Belichick would bring in. They're just going to live with, I think, Matt Castle's fully retired at this point. Uh, they're not going to go 11 and 5 with Matt Castle at the quarterback like they did all those years ago when uh, no. Brady got hurt in the first game. So. No. Um, and just, uh, you know, a, a short bit on the Ravens here. I mean, that. Again, the Patriots don't do anything that's exciting. The Patriots had 447 yards of offense against that Ravens defense. 
Right. What the heck do you think the Bills are going to do against their defense this week? I mean, it's, you know, uh, again, I, I, you know, I I said it, I I thought the Ravens, you know, they were going to bounce back in a big way. Now they are two and one and Lamar Jackson is playing at an MVP type level, but I thought they were more of a complete team. And right now their defense is a complete mess. It is very good. That was very professional, David. Let's, uh, Let's look. I mean, that probably completes the compelling games, except for our two Bills and Giants games for the rest of the week. So we had a real quick Bears win on a field goal against the hapless Texans who are 0-2-1. So I don't know if that makes them – I don't know what the one means as far as it's just a tie. Like, you know, it's is better that than a loss. Football? It's better than a loss. Right? No, because the, the Las Vegas Raiders are 0-3. Right, right. Good point. So there's two teams that haven't won a game, but one of them's better than haven't won a game. It, it's enough with the ties. Anyway. Yeah, seriously. Uh, can we just get rid of them, make it sudden death overtime and be done? Yeah. Please. Bears run all over. But Dave, because we're playing them this week, I have to go over your boy, Justin Fields. Um, let me give you his entire <clears throat> stat line uh, for this season. Oh, good Lord. 23 for 45 for 297 yards, two touchdowns, four incompletions, been sacked 10 times, uh, and averaging 99 yards per game. I was going to say those numbers, um, while you wouldn't want four interceptions in a game, those numbers are like for one game. Right. This, we're talking about three full games. Please continue. Uh, Total receptions on the season. Cooper Cup, 28. Stefan Diggs, 27. Marquise Brown, 24. Chicago Bears, 23. Ouch. Total receiving yards, year to, or, you know, season to date. Stefan Diggs, 344. Jalen Waddle, 342. Tyreek Hill, 317. A.J. Brown, 309. Chicago Bears, 297. Oh, my Ouch, well, He's yeah, I mean, you look at it. Is he, the question. Yeah, I, seven completions two weeks ago, eight mm-hmm. completions this week. Oh, <laughs> really ramped it up. They ramped it up. He got six more passing attempts than he did the week before. Uh, sacked five times, Mike. Yes, for a running quarterback. His, you know? his quarterback rating was 19.4. Wow. Now, on the other 20. side, Davis Mills wasn't that much better at 19.5. No, no the um, Bears won the game, Dave. That's how crazy that is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and when you look at the Bears ran 40 times for 281 yards, right. that's all you need to know right there. But yeah, it, it's this is. It, David Montgomery is out. Her clear Herbert has a very good game and um, is really. We'll get to it when we talk Giants, but really the only thing that scares me about this Bears team is uh, their running game a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what else, Dave? Where, where else you want to go? Oh, Anything just else? you know, quickly. You know, Minnesota. We talked about this last week. The mm-hmm. Vikings and the Lions. You know, and which team is going to do what, and who's going to be better, and you know, Minnesota comes out on top here uh, with a 14-point fourth quarter and a comeback win to win 28-24. Mike, we're starting to see the Lions. Well, I know they were behind against the Eagles, but it seems like they can't really 
hold things together on defense. No, uh, there's um that's gonna be that certainly is a challenge for them. So are you familiar with Mike Lombardi, former um general manager of the Patriots, and he's been around the league quite a while? Yes, he comes on and does picks with the Mad Dog on Fridays. Oh, okay. So he has a uh, a system called the 60-minute team. If a team's complete and knows how to win, it's a 60-minute team. And as you're if your team's not a 60 minute team, it gets worse. So it's a 55 minute team. So a team that loses at the last second, like the chargers have for the Mm -hmm. last few years and, and on and on and on where, you know, some teams that are so bad, you don't even make any of the minutes in the fourth quarter. So um, the lions are right there. Like they still, they're like a 50 minute team, like even maybe even a 45 minute team. They, they play hard and they're strong uh, you know, they get through the third quarter and they just don't have enough talent, enough depth, enough whatever it is to get them to the finish line. So I think yeah. that's a good point by you. Uh, but, you know, this is a, this is a 45 minute team right now. Yeah. So it's, you know, that's the struggle and they still, you know, they, they do some good things and, you know, they ran the ball 35 times for 139 yards and, sure. uh, you know, they were able to kind of you know, Justin Jefferson only had three catches for 14 yards. And I mean, he's been, you know, off the charts. Uh, so, you know, they're able to do some good things, but uh, right now at one and two, and, uh, you know, I'm not really all that excited about the Vikings either. I don't think anybody's no. like, you know, Kirk cousins, he beats the bad teams and is bad against the good teams. Right. No one's um, like, Oh, he finally figured it out. You're 77. Kirk cousins, you know, is ready to go to the next level. It's just, <laughs> he is what he is at this point. Yeah. So, you know, good for the Vikings, you know, too bad for the lions, but they continue to play hard. I mean, that's the Absolutely. thing is they play hard. They don't give up. Um, and so that's, that's good. That's mark of a yeah. team that at least is trying, um, you know, not like some other teams that we've seen over the years. Absolutely. Uh, what else, Mike? Bengals bounce back, uh, avoid going 0-3 and beat the Jets, who are simply uh, waiting for the Milf Hunter to come back this week. Oh, and he back. will be back this week, I heard today. He yeah. is, barring any like setbacks. Major yes, setback, yeah. He will, be, he will be back in the saddle again, and we will have no more. Joe Flacco throwing 52 times in this game, Mike. Uh, <laughs> the dude is going to have to go in the IR. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, uh, and the Bengals, uh, we're recording here on Thursday evening, have a quick turnaround uh, to a game tonight. So they probably were happy to get a, a, an easier uh, win and get that first win uh, in that column 27-12. Yep. Uh, you know, the Jets continue to – be their own worst enemy. Uh, no offensive touchdowns, only field goals to get to the 12 there. Um, but I guess the Jets season starts in earnest this week with, with Zach Wilson back. So we'll see what happens. One and two, if you you know put Joe Douglas in a true serum Wonder Woman rope, would you have taken one and two with Joe Flacco? Probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Get a win. Yeah, I I would yeah. think so. Yeah, get a win. Uh, speaking of winless teams, the Titans and the Raiders played, Dave, uh, to yes. a twenty. Yes, they did. Oh, sorry, my uh, 
Sean Connery on Jeopardy goggles on. <laughs> I'll take the kittens. <laughs> My <hours>. goodness. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Um, 24 22 for the Titans. Um, have the lead the whole way. Uh, you know, up what? Oh, yeah. Up 24 10 at halftime. And then yeah. just, you know, hang uh-huh. on sort of by the skin of their teeth. Uh, as far as that goes, uh, you saw Tannehill, you know, play a little bit better, more like Tannehill, 19 of 27, 264, a touchdown and an interception. Um, you know, he hadn't been very good in the first two games. Uh, Derek Henry, a little bit better, 20 carries, 85 yards and a touchdown, still not great, um, but better. Uh, so yeah, you know, and the Titans are similar you know, who are they throwing the ball to? I mean, Robert Woods right now. Uh, I mean, I like Robert Woods. He was on yeah. the bills. He, he was having a great year last year with the Rams uh, until he got hurt. Uh, but he he's just not a number one receiver. And I think you really I, see the, the loss of A.J. Brown here. Uh, it's okay. been evident and obvious in the in the first three games, Mike. Yeah, and the kind of uh, injury Robert Woods had, you know, was not something you bounce back from greatly when you're older. Uh, so that's tough. And, and they got the trail on Burks, who they drafted as like, you know, the younger, cheaper AJ Brown, and just hasn't panned out quite yet for them. Yeah, one uh, catch but, for 13 yards. Yeah. Uh, but Dave, this game started a theme. Uh, two-point conversion plays uh, near the end of the half or the end of a football game where we're seeing some of these plays that are terrifically designed and people are wide open on a two-point conversion. You can't even imagine people being that far open. And the quarterback just this week, for some reason, just whiffed the pass. And uh, this one car just threw it over Waller's head like, like he was throwing the ball through the field goal post to get the extra point. Um, just, just had it, you know, they had it dead to rights and we're heading for overtime and they just, they just missed it. So now you get the parade of, you know, the Raiders uh, all standing up for Derek Carr, which we seem to have that press conference like four times every season. Um, I wonder <laughs> yeah. if they'll ever move on from him uh, understanding that he's taken them as far as he can, but um I know that two-point conversion scenario is something you're going to talk about in the Bills game, obviously, not to bring up uh, a sore subject. Uh, But there was plenty of opportunities there. Yes. Um, Jaguars charges? uh, Or did you want to say anything else? No, no. i just looking at where to go next. I mean, what can you say about the Chargers? I mean, obviously, Justin Herbert is, is hurt. And, you know, is having a difficult time. Uh, but the Jacksonville Jaguars, Mike, are two and one after three games. And they just stomped the Chargers. I mean, this 38 to 10. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jacksonville's defense has played really well through three games. Yep. And, you know, after kind of a so-so first game, Trevor Lawrence is starting to play a little bit better. And Mike, is this team somehow going to be good? I think they are, Dave. I don't think they're going to be 
deep AFC playoff good because the AFC is so much deeper than the NFC. Um, If they were in the NFC, I would say they're definitely going to make the playoffs at this point. Um, That's how good they are. But uh, no, I think this team is good. Uh, It's amazing what uh, an adult as a head coach can do for a team and an organization. Uh, And I'm not the biggest Doug Peterson fan, but um, compared to the jokes that they had there before, um, you know, he's, he's getting it done for sure. Dave, I had this game for, uh, over 48 points and it pushed. Okay. Yeah. If you told me I had over 48 and I had Jacksonville getting 38, I would have been cashing that bet slip all day. Yeah. But to only get 10, uh, for her from Herbert and the boys was bad. And Dave, honestly, I don't know if he should have played that game, Yeah, but uh, Staley, the head coach, Brandon Staley, is taking a lot of heat in San Diego or Los Angeles, probably in San Diego. And probably also. in San Diego, too. Yeah. Or probably more, because I don't think anyone in Los Angeles knows the Chargers are there yet. Um, Wait, we Justin, have a team there? Yeah, that's not the Rams. Um, <laughs> or the but, Raiders. Right. Uh, Raiders are in Vegas, though, right? Well, yeah, but, but they're, they're not, were they're in, not LA. in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact. Um, Herbert stayed in the game all the way to the bitter end. Yeah, and, that's you know, a mistake. Right. With the broken ribs or whatever he's got going on. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get him out of there. Um, so we'll see. You know, it, it, they keep saying it's about pain management and tolerance and it can't get hurt more. Um, but you got to protect a guy against really? himself. And, he and threw the they, ball 45 times, Mike. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he's in, you got to use him. I guess. But you know, if he's but, saying he's good enough to play, and you're saying he's good enough to play, then but run could, the plays. Could, could we have a little bit of balance? I mean, they ran the ball 12 times for 26 yards, Mike. I know. I, I mean, know. That's I that's like that's like the team. Justin Fields passing game in Chicago. <laughs> that is true. And that they have true. Austin Eckler. Right. I mean, you know, and Sony Michelle, he's not a bad back, but five carries yeah. for 22 yards. Yeah. No, not cool. No. Not, 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 cool not, not, not good at all. I, I just, yeah. I, I mean, it's just the charges are a mess. Uh, Again. I mean, you thought yeah. they had it figured out um, when they made the coaching change from Lance Lynn to Staley last year and they have so much talent, but uh, they can't seem to get it together. Uh, two teams that couldn't get together, Dave, <laughs> you want to go Packers bucks? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, the Rams cards isn't really anything to talk about. Rams won 2012. Hold yeah. On. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This was, this was the, uh, as Mike mentioned, the aforementioned 425 clunker, uh, Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Uh, what did I hear? <laughs> Chris Berman used to call this the Bay of Pigs game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's some joke to be made by how old Rodgers and Brady are, but uh, yeah, yeah, there's there's that too. I'll leave that to your imagination. Uh, yeah. yeah, um, and both look at both of these teams are are excellent defensively. We knew that coming in, uh, but Mike, this this game was just just ugly. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, Green Bay scores 14 in the first half, and that's it for them. Yeah, that's it. You know, and Tampa's defense is good, but I mean that was. It was um, to see both sides so inept on offense was was very jolting to me. Yeah, yeah, and again, the the defenses are good, but these both of these 
quarterbacks have played against good defenses, uh, Mike, and done good things. This, you know, th- this this is not one you put in the time capsule to open up. No, nope. ever. Nope. And uh, so Tampa Bay comes down, and actually, it does become compelling at the end. Yes, scores a touchdown with 14 seconds left uh to Russell Gage and then the two point conversion I mentioned a theme a minute ago Tom Brady whiffs the pass to Gage for a wide open two point conversion that would have sent this game to overtime so uh another outstanding quarterback I I, I don't know if he's outstanding anymore Dave I don't know uh I don't think we've seen enough out of Tampa to know what Tom Brady's um physical condition is yet he just doesn't yeah. have the horses downfield um, right now healthy. Now Julio Jones and Mike Evans will be back this week. I don't know when Godwin will be back, but yeah, um, I think I heard today um, from one of the uh, reporters in Tampa that Godwin's probably going to be out again this week. Uh, but also heard that Julio Jones, uh, Todd Bowles said Julio Jones could have played this last week. Oh, really? So, according to whom? According to Julio, according to, right? But according right. to the team doctor, and uh, Julio uh, refused to play. According uh, to Julio, I don't know all of that. It's just you know, interesting. Just what I heard, and it's like, well, why didn't he play then? I mean, right. you end right. up with Russell Gage with twelve catches for eighty-seven yards. Cole um, Beasley, he was out there. Yeah, he caught three passes for twelve yards. Yeah, he's you know. If you need a seven-yard curl, Cole, Ble- Cole Beasley's your man, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is this is this team's gonna struggle. Uh, the other, uh, the other point this reporter from Tampa was making is, hey, the defense is holding them up, but like, how much longer yeah. is the, are they going to be able to do that? You know, right, right. Um, There's gonna they're be gonna they're gonna they're falter on. at some yeah. point, like every every defense does. Um, and it's not like you're going to then just flip the switch and the offense is going to take over. So Tampa's got some stuff to work out. Uh, green Bay, I guess you feel a little bit better because you won on the road, uh, in Tampa, that's a big victory, uh, for green Bay, as far as seating and home field Mm -hmm. advantage when you get to the NFC playoffs. Uh, so that, that, that's going to be a big, that's going to be big down the stretch, uh, for sure. Cause those teams, they're going to be there at the end. It's just a question of what they look like. Are they? I mean, well, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, yeah. But yeah, very interesting that um, Green Bay was also that inept. I just, I don't know where they go from here, you know, um, offensively. But uh, so the Sunday night game, Dave, do you want to talk? I don't know. Do you want to talk about Falcon Seahawks at all? I don't really have any notes on that or nope. anything worse. Falcons won 27-23. Both teams go to one and two. Uh, I'm surprised. I mean, I think the Falcons are going to be on the low end of pesky this year. Like, they're just going to be – they're going to beat really bad teams. And and so I think the Seahawks got, you know, what they deserve there on the scoreboard. <laughs> what they deserve. Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny way to put it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but Russell Hustle, Bustle, and Muscle's uh, former team lost to the Falcons, but his team came back and won a burn, barn burner on Sunday night, Dave, uh, 11 to 10 in extra innings. Uh, 
we got uh, <laughs> Fielder's Choice by Jerry Judy. Uh, they got it wrong, pushed across. But uh, so this, you know, Jimmy G versus Russell Wilson at the quarterback position. I really felt bad for Jimmy G. I didn't realize and they, until they talked about it pregame um, in the broadcast. They had not fed Jimmy G any of the Niners plays or playbook all off season or all season because they wanted him clean as far as intelligence because they're going to trade him. And so when they had to make the quick transition to playing him, it's not that he didn't know any of the plays because of course he's been there. He knows the base stuff, but a lot of the adjustments, a lot of the little idiosyncrasies that often make a difference in these games he didn't have in his arsenal going in. Um, so I think that's interesting to watch him get better as the season goes on because of that. Um, you know, it's not, like I said, starting from nothing, but uh, that's just an interesting little tidbit. But basically this game sucked the whole game. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was just it was just bad, Dave. They had, uh, there was nine three and outs. So nine three and outs, no touchdown passes. Only 126 yards passing by the winning quarterback. It's yeah. easily the I mean the ugliest game for sure. Um for <laughs> Russell Wilson's career, I would think. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh that's oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah the numbers are just terrible. Uh, there really isn't much more to say other than, you know, the Broncos are two and one oh. and, and the Niners are one and two. What do you think about Jimmy G doing the Dan Orlovsky out of the back of his own end zone? Backed up to pass and backed, shuffled right out. It was like an 11-step drop instead of, you know, it's like a seven-step drop would have been, you know, fine, but he took 11 steps. Uh, uh, well, you know, again, he didn't have the playbook all set. So, you know, I guess I guess he thought that was in the playbook. I think Orlovsky's was worse because he rolled out and ran out oh. of the end zone. Like it's right in front of you, dude. I know oh. you're looking downfield, but that guy, uh, I, I, he's he's tough to take. You know, I I don't know. I kind of like. I mean, I he's like he's knowledgeable. I don't watch him on TV a lot, but yeah, I like you him shouldn't. On Twitter. Yeah, okay. you shouldn't. He's That's he's fair. he's very difficult. Yeah, very I was gonna say fair. in person, but he's very difficult live uh, doing live. games. Yeah. Um, so I'll just jump right into my Giants, Dave, and then we'll yeah, finish let's go up with it. your Bills. Uh, Monday Night Football, Giants lose to that team in the South, 23-16. Cooper Rush comes back to uh, bite us. We had him on our um, roster last year. Uh, of course, it comes after the game that Joe Judge and Jason Garrett wanted to keep Cooper Rush, which, please, miss me with those stories. I don't want to yeah, hear okay. those two. Uh-huh, yeah, okay. Sure, Easy whatever. for them to say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cooper Rush. Dave, the Giants, the Giants didn't play badly in this game. You know, no. when I was all said and done, I didn't like sit back and think, boy, we're terrible. Oh, uh, we no, not had at all. Opportunities and things that we need to get better at. First of all, let me address the receiver core. Sterling Shepard, God bless you in your career. I'm sorry you got injured, but yes, here's the sign of the cross. Uh, we'll mail you your stuff. Thank you for playing. Uh, when you get your stuff, take Kenny Galladay's crap out of your box and send it to him. Please. Because, 
I mean, he must have held Dave Gettleman at gunpoint for that contract because um, he's the one that signed him to the long-term deal. Uh, and then where is everybody else, Dave? They, we're, <laughs> we're, must, I have no idea. It's Rick James, receiver. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, mean, I know his name is, is Richie James, yeah. but oh, I can yeah, only yeah. think of it. It's Rick James, bitch. Uh-huh. Um, Devin Stills. Uh, who? A white guy? A receiver? I mean, it, what are we doing? Um at the wide receiver position, Kadarius Tony doesn't play. Uh, Wayne Dale Robinson hasn't been on the field yet. Um, I don't know where Slayton is. Uh, I, I'm very uh, frustrated by the wide receiving core, but also I understand that what I just said when they all come back, the speed uh, and the weapons that they're going to bring are going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. But, can we wait until then? We can't just keep hitting Saquon out of the backfield, yeah. you know, for three yard gains, um, and hit the you know the big tight end down the middle twice, and yeah. that's our passing game, you know. Um, <laughs> My God, would you say it that way? It sounds so awful. <laughs> oh yeah, well you forget what it's like to be terrible. It wasn't that long ago? Well, no, you know? no. I just, I mean, I watched some of this game too. I didn't no. think they're that bad, but but I'm I'm with you. The talent at wide receiver. And yeah. what has what is being produced right now is is not up to par. Yeah. Uh, the aforementioned Kenny Galladay targeted three times, zero catches. Yes. Uh, as Mike and I were talking earlier in the week, three three balls that hit him right in the hands. And my comment yes. to that is hands like feet, baby, hands <laughs> like feet. So Kenny Galladay's got to go, and yeah, maybe Dave Gettleman can uh, bring him on to whatever company Dave Gettleman is running these days. Yeah, whoever um, he's consulting for. Yeah, whoever uh, he's doing I that with. Uh, the Cowgirls' defensive pass rush is excellent. Obviously, oh. Micah Parsons and yeah. Lawrence are two you know bookends. Uh, I thought our line held up as well as it could against that. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Jones did a very good job of holding onto the ball, getting out of the pocket, throwing the ball away, taking runs when he could. You know, there was a couple times you might, you know, say you should have thrown it away instead of getting a two yard or the opposite. But, you know, nitpicky stuff. I think I thought he did what he could. And, you know, Saquon had another spectacular all time run for a touchdown. And, you know, so I thought they did what they could against a tremendous defense. Um, no pass rush on Cooper rush though. That's what really killed us. Yeah. Uh, never seemed like he was threatened back there and even, you know, an NFL by zero sacks, zero, you know, um, pressures. I'm just looking at the stats right now. Ouch. So yeah, not good. Um, yeah. So that's got to change. I mean, Thibodeau played like 10 plays. They had him on a pitch count, you know, uh, coming back from injury in his first game ever. Um, Olzerlari didn't show up, you know, uh, uh, and then the Leonard Williams injury certainly hurt. The oh Patrick, yeah, definitely. So. Definitely. And they were running him. over that left side all night, you know, Tony Pollard and stupid Ezekiel Elliott, you know, feed less, <laughs> please feed less. Yeah. Um, 30 carries for 176 yards yeah. uh, for the Cowboys. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. That's um, a lot. And, and if you can't get any pressure and you can't get in, I mean, that's, you know, that's going to create problems and there you go. Giants fans, close your ears for 10 seconds. 
Uh, that throw and catch by Rush and Lamb uh, in the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, was spectacular. I, I said out loud to my wife, there's no way that's a touchdown. He's simply not enough room for a human being to get two feet in. And uh, he caught it with one hand over the shoulder, two feet down in bounds, no doubt touchdown. Uh, great throw, great catch by him. And we're okay. back here on Think Tank Sports. <laughs> for those of you that took a 10-second break, uh, we are uh, – anything else on your Giants, Mike? No, like I said, 2-1. and one, I feel really good about this game oh, yeah. against the Bears. Uh, as long as we can you know, hold up against the run a little better. Uh, of course, this will be the week that they take a deep shot and hit it because that's what happens to the Giants. But um, And they'll probably have some spectacular catch over a Dory Jackson who's playing – Tremendous. It's just the way our luck goes lately. But uh, overall, very happy right now where the Giants are uh, with the team uh, and just want to see that, uh, especially the wide receiver core, get healthy um, and see what what Daniel Jones can really do, because he is playing for his next contract, whether it's here or somewhere else. So, yes, uh, like to see the kids succeed. Uh, And I don't think, you know, we didn't talk about the Eagles. The Eagles beat the commanders 24-8. Uh, this division, I, I think we can keep pace. Uh, the Eagles are very good, obviously, and we're going to talk about them um, maybe in a, a little bit. But the Commanders are nothing, uh, and Dallas, you know, always seems to mess up. So I think we can keep pace with them uh, in the NFC East. So that's my two cents on the New York Football Giants Week Three. Yeah, so we can. Uh move on to my bills uh highly anticipated matchup down in miami but i'm Mike's sorry got bef- one more thing before you get into the game itself i'd yes. like to talk about a different um side topic in this game before we talk about the actual yeah go for game. it so the two uh injury apparent concussion symptoms staggering taking him into the locker room for halftime and then coming back out in the third quarter to hear he's playing Yep. Um, under investigation now by the NFL players association, of course, the dolphins and tours saying, no, it was hot. He had a back injury and it made him unbalanced or whatever. I think that's hogwash personally, but I'm not a doctor. Um, as a bills fan, how did you feel were you surprised he came back in the third quarter? How did you feel that that whole thing was handled? Are you bitter at all about it? Um, I was surprised that he came back out. Um, the thing is, it was right before halftime too. I'm not, this is not, I'm not condoning this in any way, but it was right, right. before halftime. So you get to halftime, you know, you get up, walk around. I had kind of forgotten about it. So um, they're like, oh, he's coming back out. It's like, oh, okay. He has two is coming back out. I, I really, it, it just didn't, I, I don't, you know, don't, I, I'm not a clueless fan by any stretch, but I really just, Dude. it just really didn't hit me. And then I'm listening to all this stuff this week and, oh yeah, with the back injury and, you know, no, he's not in concussion protocol. Well, first it was, he's not in concussion protocol. And then you hear he's got a back injury and it's like, just like you said, Mike, I think it's just ridiculous. Uh, the NFL gets drilled and has for years about concussions. They have all kinds of processes and procedures out there um, for everybody to pay attention to. And a gazillion doctors making gazillion dollars uh, for these players that get paid a gazillion dollars. 
And for this to go on uh, is really shameful. Uh, and, you know, you just hope for Tua's sake, uh, you know, now he's, he's going right back out there tonight. Uh, he takes a couple hits. I mean, it could, this could end his career, Mike. Uh, and that's, right. you know, and it's all for, Are oh, we, taking we won a game against the bills. Right. Are we taking concussion seriously or not? Because, yeah. Well, and that, that's what it comes down to. Are they or not? Right. right. Um, as a football fan, when you saw uh, Teddy Bridgewater and his two-glove Teddy Bridgewater, I forgot who does the two gloves. He looked a, a little sleepy, a little uh, rusty, if I might say. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, you had to be like, drooling. What? He's sitting on the bench like, Wait, what? Oh, well, what? I got to go in? Yeah. Oh, you told me this wouldn't happen this year. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I so let's get into the game. I just wanted to keep that as a separate issue to talk about. I echo all of your sentiments. I, you know, either we're taking care of concussions or we're not. So yeah. That's, oh no. That's and it's, it's, it's totally fine. It is definitely a separate issue. It just right. happens to be that this game brings it up. Right. Um, you know, it starts out good for the bills. They get the, they get the ball, they drive down the field, they get another opening, you know, drive touchdown. Now it's eight straight games uh, with that. And, you know, that's just tremendous uh, right up there. Um, you know, but then, you know, they hold the Dolphins again and it's like, they hold the Dolphins, the Bills get the ball back. You're like, wow, this is going to go totally differently. Uh, and then, you know, a hinting of things to come, the line doesn't block. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, Josh Allen gets hit from behind the Dolphins recover, uh, you know, way down in their end, you know, run a couple plays and uh, and they get into the end zone. It's like, geez, the Bills are dominating yet. The score is tied. Uh, is that more... the one Singletary blew badly or was that later? In yes. The game? No, no, that was this. No. I think that was the Singletary one. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I'm I'm not sure, but but either way, uh, either way, of, he blew one badly. Yeah, he he blew one yeah, badly also. earlier. Um, the line and is interesting. The week before, Mitch Morris, their center, uh, didn't start, um, was injured, but came back in the game later. He didn't play in this game. He's the anchor to their offensive line, um, and so you know you've got different players on there. Uh, so you get to halftime. We talked about the Tua stuff. You know, he he gets hit. He, he gets up. He, he starts walking, and then he wobbles and goes down. I mean, th- folks, go go watch and just see that little, you know, 15, 20-second stretch of Tua, and then tell me how the heck he gets back in the game. Anyways, uh, you know, we get to the third quarter, um, and the, the Bills, by the way, are just dominating time of possession, yards, I honestly felt like, okay, you're tied at halftime, but you know, and Miami gets the ball to start the third quarter. Uh, Cause they had deferred uh, on the coin toss, but I still thought, look, if they can hold them three and out, which they did, um, you know, things will be better. And, you know, th- eventually they're just going to break through because it's hot as heck. They had made, you know, umpteen references to that. It's like a hundred degrees with the heat index on the field. And, and, you know, people are cramping yeah, left and people. Right. right. And then you get to the second half and it just, it, it was just crazy to me, Mike. I can't remember a game where I'd seen the heat take so much effect on so many players. 
they were talking about players being on the sidelines, players going back into the locker room to hydrate. Uh, Stefan Diggs is laying down. People are getting stretched out. You're seeing cramps. I think at one point, uh, and I think this was uh, when Ryan Bates got hurt, the Buffalo uh, offensive lineman who was in there uh, as a backup, uh, the announcer said there were five players that were like down at the same time. Uh, And they said, well, Bates was the the first one that went down. So they're, they're paying attention to him, but the announcers were like, well, well, what's going on? Why are all of these players down? Uh, and it's just, the heat was tremendous. Um, the bills. So, uh, you know, Bates was in there. He's hurt. Tommy Doyle, uh, had come in. He, uh, got hurt and they put him on the IR this week. He's gone for the year. Uh, the bills had to pick up another offensive lineman, uh, this week, uh, just because they need depth, uh, so, you know, and all of that being said, all of these pieces, uh, the bills, Mike still put 497 yards of offense up and the dolphins had two twelve, two twelve. right. You know, all of the talk in this game, two is going to do this and that and blah, 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 blah. And the receivers are going to do this and that. And, and no, I mean, you look at, uh, I'm trying to get here. So Jalen Waddle, you know, four catches for 102 yards. He had two catches on one drive, a 30 yarder and a 40 yarder. Right. Um, other than that did nothing. Tyreek Hill, two catches, 33 yards. I mean, they, they held Miami completely in check on the offensive end. Uh, the challenge for Buffalo was the missed opportunities, right? So right before halftime, so backtrack a little bit, um, the bills are driving down. They had stopped the dolphins. They're driving down. Uh, they don't have any more timeouts, uh, cause they had burned them to get, you know, to get the ball back and they're going down the field and they got to a point where it was third down. Um, and they all run up and like, they're going to spike the ball and it happened so fast. You didn't really notice it. And then Josh Allen throws the, you know, like, Oh, he faked the spike and Josh Allen throws the ball out to Diggs, you know, and he's, he's right at the line of scrimmage and they had like 45 yards to go. I mean, it wasn't going to yeah. be a touchdown, you know, right. and he goes for like 10, 12 yards and goes out of bounds. And, you know, it's the end of the half when they run the replay back though, Mike, that was not the play. No, Josh Allen, you know, for whatever reason you have the center, you know, you have the exchange fumbles it enough that he can't then spike it. Cause he, he's not holding it. Right. You know, if he doesn't, if he tries to spike it, it's probably a fumble. So they end up losing out and on an opportunity for a field goal there. Um, they had, they had gone down. I think Dave, this was I in... want to hit on something real quick. Yep. I'm talking about that's yeah, yeah. the fake spike. So people, I, I asked myself and I answered my own question. Why didn't he, once he got a grip, spike it a second, you know, yeah. do it again. If he made a mistake or if the ref didn't catch it or whatever, a spike is a forward fumble. Um, so, you know, I mean, a spike can be if, if he's turned or if he goes backwards at all, instead yeah. of forward when he spikes it, that's a fumble. And, yeah. you know, could be recovered by the other team. So that's good IQ to not pick a second attempt at something he already muffed yeah. and just throw the ball in a fire sh- shot instead of, like I said, if he's turned sideways and the ball goes backwards, even an inch, that's, you know, in Miami recovered, they could have ran that in for a touchdown. So I just wanted to, I don't know, 
show you how smart I was. Yeah, no, 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 it's fair. Um, and you know, thinking about all the crazy things can happen on one, one play in an NFL game. Uh, so, you know, there were other things, uh, Tyler Bass missed a field goal badly, badly. Um, from what the announcer said, snap was good. It It looked like his footwork was off a little bit and it came off funny off his foot. Um, so he left those points on the board. Um, they also had another long drive that where they got down and it was like fourth and goal from the two and they run the perfect, well, they run a good play and Isaiah McKenzie is open in the end zone and Josh Allen just makes a bad throw. Like he's, he's open. Uh, if he makes a good throw, it's a touchdown. And that, that, that puts the game away. It puts the bills up over the top. Um, well, you can make an argument. It puts the game away. Um, and that doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. Cause they would have had more than 19 at that point. Right. Um, it, it just, they, so they lose 21, 19. Um, the bills just left too much out on the field, uh, as far as, you know, penalty. Well, not so much penalties, just, just the, not the penalties, just the long drives and not being able to score touchdowns down there. Josh Allen said that we've got to be able to put the ball in the end zone. Uh, you know, and the last drive, I mean, it is what it is. They didn't have any timeouts left. I have no problems with that. They burned them uh, to pin the dolphins back in the end zone. And then you get the, uh, what I've seen is now called the butt punt. Yes. Um, we've had the butt fumble. Have you seen the still photo of the moment the ball's impacting the sphincter? It's really, you want to talk about sphincter tightening. Now, Dave, if he tightened his sphincter and ran down the field that way, is it a touchdown? The personal protector takes the football into his sphincter and breaks tackles, gets blocking, and gets down to this. I feel like we had a conversation about this um, with a college game last year, and I I don't know that we came to (laughs) conclusions, but I think the piece was because the ball was kicked. Right. That I don't think that can happen. I agree. Um, But but, the imagery of, uh, you know, a sphincter held football yeah. Because the punter wedged it in there <laughs> too much. Uh, and I'm mad at the Bills for not winning this game because now the Dolphins, like, they almost get a reprieve because they actually won a game where that happened. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but That's... it was bad. it was comical for sure. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, you know, and so they, you know, the Bills get the two points, you know, which puts them within two points. And now they can kick a field goal instead of getting a touchdown to win the game. Uh, you know, again, no timeouts. They, some of the play calls I think were challenging on that drive. I, I felt like they didn't quite get things going enough. So they were still pretty far away. Um, but they didn't have any more timeouts left. And, yeah. you know, Isaiah McKenzie gets the ball and gets away and just should have ran out of bounds. And he didn't, he just kind of keeps running and didn't give him enough time. He gets tackled and, and time runs out before they can spike the ball. And, and attempt what would have been a long field goal, uh, of course, for sure. Uh, as far as that goes, but, um, yeah, disappointing, you know, and again, I think it's just the opportunities that were left out on the field. Uh, I think the bills, well, I mean, Josh Allen said it, but I think the bills would say this is a game they should have won. Uh, I don't think there's any two way, two, two ways about it. You look at all the stats favoring them, uh, 
heavily in every which direction. Uh, but the Dolphins are three and zero, and that's a big win. Uh, now, had definitely have seen a lot of people. Well, wait till the Dolphins come up to Buffalo in the middle of December. Uh, yeah, that was my first reaction. Yes, yeah, and I think that that came from Mike first, and then a bunch of other folks kind of said similar things that I saw on some of the social media that I follow for Bills Mafia. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it certainly was a struggle. Um, so the Nerd King gets another win. He's undefeated along with um, the Eagles, who are also un- the only two undefeated left in the league. Yep. Dave, if the Eagles lose, Miami is 4-0 next week, let's say. Um, do the 72 Dolphins celebrate when the Eagles lose because Miami will still be the only undefeated team in football history? Or do they hold that 72 part? If any of them are still alive. Um, oh, and some of them are. I, my, yeah. you know, I think it would be when did they break the champagne different model? with the Dolphins and maybe they'd be more inclined to embrace it. But if you know anything about this storyline, uh, those folks have been very protective of it and have wished for teams to lose uh, to keep their undefeated record uh, season in 1972 intact. But maybe it w- I think it would be different if it was the Dolphins that was that were actually doing it. Um, so Jim Kick and Larry Zonka and the boys are uh, living it up down there in Miami uh, every year. So we'll see what happens. I, I just think it would be an interesting uh, little side thing. Um, so Dave, uh, you know, we talked about the two undefeated teams. I wanted to uh, run a little. Uh, thing by you here for the rest of the teams in the league. I'm going to name the two and one football teams in East conference. Yep. You tell me who's not, who's not going to be there when playoff time rolls around. Gotcha. So teams off to a good start. Uh, the Buffalo bills, the yeah. Browns, yep. Ravens, Browns and Ravens. Browns. And Browns. I don't think so. Jacksonville. I don't think so. Um, keep going. Ravens. Oh, Ravens. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I, again, I, their defense has really not been good, but I think I think they'll correct themselves. Uh, Colts are one, one, and one. So I'll ask you, will they be around? Boy, it's so yeah. tough because they've been they're so bad. They win one game, it's like, oh, they're great now. Right. Uh, I'm gonna say no. Okay. I think they're flawed too. Uh, Chiefs and Broncos. Chiefs, yes. Broncos, no. They're just, no. They've only scored 43 points in three games. That's a very fair thing to say. Very fair. I mean, they've only given Uh, up 36, but they've only scored 43 points. The Browns have scored 85. I mean, that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. so, okay, I think everything, I don't disagree with anything you said. Uh, NFC, don't be afraid to hurt my feelings. Cowboys <laughs> and Giants are two at one. Uh, I think the Cowboys will probably be there, uh, even though they've only scored 46 points <laughs> in yeah. three games. <laughs> Uh, and the giants, you know, I think they're going to be there whether they get in or not. I, I think they're going to be there. I just, I like the direction they're going in, um, okay. starting to like see that. some mentality stuff change. All right. What else you got? So in the NFC North, this is interesting. Yeah, it is. All of a sudden, the, one of the most compelling divisions in football, Vikings, Packers, bears, all two and one. 
And then when you're done giving me that answer, peep uh, the lion's point differential for me. Yep. Yeah. Um, Bears, I don't think so. Packers for sure. Uh, Vikings, they're, they're going to be like that middling 500. So I, I guess that means they're almost there. by default. They'll almost be by default. Yes. Uh, and the Lions point differential plus two. They've scored 95. Oof. And as we've alluded to, their defense not great. They have allowed 93. Unbelievable. 90. They've scored 95, first of all, compared to some of the other teams we just talked about. Yeah. More than 50 points in some teams after three weeks. Yep. And give it up 93. I just I, I don't even know what to make of that stat. It's just very yeah. interesting. And it's that's um, a le- that's a league high for points allowed. That's that I would imagine, Harry. Yeah. Um Buccaneers two and one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I said I said it earlier. Yeah, they'll yeah. they'll they'll be around. And the Rams. Yes. The Rams so, point differential is minus nine. They've scored 61 yeah. and given up 70. That's nuts. That's nuts. Let's, and the NFC West, who everyone loves, all of a sudden has Niners one and two, Cards one and two, Seahawks one and two. Yeah. That's, and the Rams only two and one. So, I mean, it's early to be talking playoffs, I know. Uh, but I just like to whip around the standings a little bit and point out things like the point differentials and, you oh, know, yeah. some of these teams that we think might be not quite as good as their record shows. And then next week, we'll probably talk about teams that are 500 that'll uh, make a push in the second or third quarters of the season. I don't know how you say that. Yeah, that'd be uh, into the second quarter of the season. Okay. Um, so, Mike, uh, games for week four. Um, oh, yeah, we should do that. The Bills, as we mentioned, on the road in Baltimore. Uh, this is one o'clock on CBS. Buffalo is favored by three. Um, that feels about right, I guess. I, I but think you said earlier the Bills are going to just go nuts on their second. Day yeah, their yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think the challenge is what what rest the Bills have. How does the offensive line look? Um, if they're you know going to be patchwork and stuff as they were. Uh, this last week, uh, they will be some problems there, but they still were able to manage almost 500 yards. So yep. um, feeling good there. Uh, Giants bears one o'clock on Sunday. If you're not a Giants or bears fan and you're watching this game, I would simply ask why. Yeah. Um, but uh, Giants should favored be a by three. Game. Yep. Yep. Should probably be a close game. Oh. Oh, they're going to wear the classics uniforms too. Oh, yes, so let's yes, not forget yes. to. They uh, are you going know. back to the 1980s super classic. What did they call it? The legacy game. Legacy. The 80s, game, yes. 90s classic blue uniforms featuring the Navy helmets with the Giants, the word Giants written on the helmets. Yeah. They're going to have the Super Bowl 21 throwback end zones and wall wraps. Take me back. To the Meadowlands, Mike. It's going nice. to be everything's so going to be Super laid Bowl out 21 nice was when we stomped the Broncos. The Broncos, yes. The 39 yeah. 20, Phil Sims 22 yes. or 25. My game. first ever gambling experience. A friend of mine in school was a big Broncos fan. Um, we went head to head on the Super Bowl and he started talking about points. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, uh, but I ended up winning. So I was all happy, but I guess that hooked me, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Mike Jackson, two and one Jacksonville at three and oh, Philadelphia. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Eagles favored by six and a half. Somehow after three weeks, that matchup is kind of intriguing to see sure. how the Jaguars are going to do against a Philly team that, that uh, you can make the, I mean, they're undefeated obviously, but you can make the argument that they, they've played probably the most complete uh, of anybody through three weeks. Wait. I'd like to make a public uh, broadcast to all of the experts and pundits that have to have a hot take and throw their uninformed opinions out there. I'm looking at you, Skip Bayless. I'm looking at you, Stephen A. Smith. I'm looking at you. Um, who's my boy on Get Up? Uh, former Steeler safety. Oh, anyways, yeah, we'll figure it out. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, Ryan Clark. Ryan oh, Clark, yes, I'm looking Ryan at you. Clark, yeah. Jalen Hurts is not an MVP candidate. Get that out your mouth, as the kids say. <laughs> that he is not an MVP candidate. He's looked okay for three games. Okay, so back off. I know you got to have be the first one that said it, but uh, that is the most ridiculous thing I've heard this season so far out of those guys. Get, get his name out your mouth because he's not an MVP candidate. Okay. Moving this on my- uh, in the afternoon slot, uh, what what would be just no reaction? No I reaction. We're just going to just, heart out there. just there. It is. That's you. That's, there's Mike's hot take. Um, in a matchup that would I think draw a lot of attention that probably will get propped up this way. New England at one and two at green Bay, two and one on CBS, uh, green Bay is favored by nine and a half. That seems generous to me. I would, I, I would take green Bay and the over on mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I just, new England's just not very good. Um, you and, think that'll be America's game of the week? Oh, Probably, I, right? I, there's, there's no doubt. Um, it's either that or Broncos Raiders. So it's definitely that. Yeah, well, and the four oh five Fox game is Arizona at Carolina. So right, yeah, they didn't start till four twenty five. Yeah. Nope. And then Sunday night, it could be intriguing. Kansas City at Tampa Bay. Uh, I have both... that as a pick them. Yes, what you have? yes, yes. Uh, it's 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 an even even Steven game there. Yep. Uh, that'll be interesting uh-huh. to see how that plays out. But hopefully, it's better than uh, the one we had last week. Uh, and then Monday night, Mike, uh, the two and one Rams at the one and two San Francisco 49ers, 49ers favored by a point and a half begging yeah. you to take the Rams. They are begging you, um, you know, a good team that played poorly the week before and lost in the Niners, uh, the Rams. I don't know, dude. I, I think Stafford's hurt a little bit. I'm not huge on their wide receivers anymore. Um, I, I'm not sure McVeigh is as smart as he, you know, as Bills. I mean, he's definitely smart. Don't get me wrong. But, yes, he is. Um, I don't know. I think the Rams are getting too much love. Uh, Dave, you skipped the. Uh, you're gonna have a little kegs and eggs with a little breakfast buffet. Oh for, yes, we start uh, the the London nine, games. Nine thirty a.m. Vikings. Technically at the Saints. At the Saints, uh, yes. Saints getting two and a half. So uh, people expecting Kirk Cousins to play better in Europe. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Just because you change continents doesn't mean you're going to yeah. play any better. 
Um, so this starts one of, you know, I think there's a game in Munich, Germany this year as well. I know the Giants and Packers play at some point in, in London sometime soon. Yeah. Um, so uh, up early doesn't mean, you know, you get, get to ignore the rest of the day, um, but maybe get to ignore the rest of the day if you start watching football at 930. Yeah. And I think, too, uh, one of the things if you do play fantasy football when these games come up, you got to you got to be paying attention on Saturday night, because if you roll out of bed Sunday morning and then realize games are on and you're somebody's not playing and you've already, you know, lost a a whole position for the day, uh, you're going to be unhappy. So check your fantasy lineups on Saturday nights, folks, uh, just so you don't wake up Sunday and become angry and do whatever you yeah you don't want to be angry all day on sunday let's just leave it at that so folks that wraps up week three of our nfl recap um do us a favor if you've listened this far into the podcast you're clearly a fan so go to your normal feeds and check out a new segment we're doing called uh lose with us with the two of us and, and steve gross stevie covers uh, as we foray into the gambling space and it's educational as and instructive it's for um entertainment, entertainment purposes, purposes only, only. Um, but uh, you know something new we're trying just a quick you know 15 20 30 minute um little hit every week so uh do us a do us a favor and check that out as well on facebook twitter uh the insta it's in every um, podcast feed that we normally use like anchor and Spotify and Apple and all those good ones. So we thank you for doing that. And we thank you for listening here at think tank sports where we think and you listen as we strive for five.